Welcome, welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reish, and I'm here today to present to you how I teach spelling practice with tool two tools for all ages and spelling programs. So a little housekeeping here in the beginning. Um, I am Donna Reish, curriculum author of uh, 50, 100, over 100 curriculum products totaling over 50,000 pages in the areas of language arts. Um, have some preschool reading um, uh, readers and things like that for you know the real young ones. And then my language arts programs really span from second grade through 12th grade. And uh, in this broadcast, which is a podcast as well as a video cast, I present to you a teaching method that I use or methods that I use in my programs, give you free materials to use with your students using that same approach, and then also tell you about some other great things that I have. So if you are watching me on video, you have before you the PowerPoint presentation for today's episode, uh, How I Teach Spelling Practice for All Grades, episode number eight. If you are listening to me on your favorite podcast platform, uh, I do want to remind you that you have the option of printing off the teacher's notebook for this episode, and it has everything in it uh, that the viewers are seeing on the screen. So it is just a, a multi-sensory way of presenting material, but it also gives everybody the opportunity to go to Language Arts Lady blog um, dot com forward slash um, teacher's notebook and get your get your episodes, um, get your sheets. So I'm going to flip back to the back of here and tell you a little bit about that right now. So if you go to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach, and this is also in the back, if you already have printed your teacher's notebook episode sheets, it has the episode sheets for this episode. Um, if you go to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook, you can get all of the worksheets, all of the handouts, all of the things to use with your students for all eight episodes thus far. So without further ado, I'm going to dig in to teaching, not teaching, spelling practice, I should say, for all grades. So the main curriculum that I have written that includes spelling is um, really in my faith-based language arts program I wrote for a previous publisher as well as now for our own publishing company. And that is sold through Character Inc. as well as through Rainbow Resource and Rainbow Resources. And that is a complete language arts program for Christian schools and uh, Christian homeschoolers. The tools that I'm going to be presenting to you today are available at Language Arts Lady blog, I mean, Language Arts Lady um, store.com as well as at uh, Language Arts Lady store at Teachers Pay Teachers. So the um, products here are non-faith-based, meaning that they would really coincide with any program and they will uh, be really, as long as you are using a spelling program that is um, phonetically, word family, phoneme um, based, then these tools will work. If you are using something that is more uh, topical based, like 
uh, words having to do with the beach or something like that, uh, which I don't recommend because those do not have uh, phonetic components that can be classified, which is a huge part of spelling memorization and spelling learning. Uh, but if you're using something like that, it's a little bit more difficult because you would need to take each word and try to figure out what family and so forth it goes with. You'll see that as we go through here. All right, so how I teach spelling practice for all grades. I'm gonna start out with the first tool that I have is one of the very, very first books that I ever wrote uh, for another publishing company actually. And now it is sold through Character Inc and Rainbow Resources and also through Language Arts Lady. And that is the spelling notebook. And the spelling notebook is a um, 100 word book where students can record their spelling words based on spelling commonalities. So I am on the page that says in your notebook that says how to use the spelling notebook. So you can use this in a couple of ways. You can use this in the beginning when you introduce your spelling list. Again, it doesn't matter what spelling program you're using, but when you introduce your spelling list or your spelling rules for that particular spelling test or that particular week, then you would just go through the table of contents and find the spelling rule that is being used and have your students record their spelling words onto the correlating spelling notebook page. Um, and you can do this before a student takes a test um, for practice, or you can do it afterwards for remediation for the misspelled words. I prefer to do it ahead of time so they have, it's another way that they are practicing their spelling words. The spelling notebook is not a spelling program per se. It is a spelling notebook of practice. So it goes along with any spelling program that you might want to use. And um, it is a, a great way for students to categorize their spelling words, to see them in categorize categories, to see them with all of the other rules, I mean, all of the other words that follow that same exact rule. So it's just amazing for that. Now I'm on the page that says for reading instruction. I actually uh, made something like this. <laughs> actually, this was like 28 years ago before I ever began writing curriculum. I made something like this for my daughter who uh, was learning to read and had trouble, uh, was dyslexic. And uh, I've since learned so much about dyslexia. My master's work after later on was in reading specialist. My husband and I are in the middle of our training for uh, dyslexia um, with the Orton-Gillingham program. And I've since learned a lot, but I've been happy to, to see that the spelling notebook and the divisions and the classifications that I've made in the spelling notebook on the 90 pages all are very, um, very similar to the Orton-Gillingham division. The order might not be exactly the same, but no two programs give the exact same order. The order of the rules in the spelling notebook, as you can see here on the table of contents page, the order uh, you can see down the side there, short A families, uh, consonant blends, consonant clusters, um, long vowels with silent E, that's be the VCE pattern, and then digraphs, and then two vowels together. This is the order that I have taught reading through the years. I know Orton Gillingham puts the um, 
puts the blends earlier than what the spelling notebook does, which is fine. I just went into it that way myself, but um, the um, table of contents here shows you how they're laid out. So when my daughter was learning to read, because she was dyslexic and she had so much trouble learning to read, I made her one of these spelling notebooks homemade. And I um, then had her put, whenever we would learn a new sound, we would use the spelling notebook to write her words, to write words that followed that rule. And this is really valuable for reading instruction for students who can write. She was a little older. She was nine before she learned to read um, because she had dyslexia. I've had readers, I have seven kids and they all learn to read at different times from age six through nine. She was my latest one. Um, but those of you with dyslexic kids take heart. She is also our uh, student who received perfect score on the verbal ACT. Uh, that's um, the college admissions test, ACT. Uh, not once, but twice <laughs> on the verbal section. She needed another point in math to get a full ride scholarship. So she retook and got perfect score on the verbal part again. So uh, dyslexia does not have to hold uh, somebody back. She is now on her third master's degree. She is an, a nurse lead um, and uh, is getting a master's in nursing as well. She already has master's in divinity and a couple other master's degrees. So I just like to stick that in whenever I'm talking about reading or spelling uh, because she still has difficulty with spelling, but um, you know, with she just works through it. She just has always worked through it um, in part because we never gave up on her, right? And we gave her the time that she needed to learn. And um, just a lot of these methods here that I'm describing were ones that we used with her as well. So that is how it could be used for reading instruction. So the table of contents shows all of the sounds that you uh, that each page contains. And so, you know, suppose you are doing all short vowels this week, your student spelling words would go on pages five through nine with the CVC, consonant, vowel, consonant, or just the vowel consonant in the case of like at, and um, it and in and on so forth and the, just the vowel consonant patterns. But the student would put them under the right classifications. So here you can see the whole um, table of contents because um, you can certainly make one of these yourself if you print out the table of contents, put it in a notebook and then label the pages as you use them. You could do that as well. Um, I can't remember how much this product costs. I want to say it's like $10 or something, but it's, so it's not a very expensive product and you could print it off for all of your students. The beauty of it is you only need it once. Uh, my kids always use this from second grade all the way up until they were done with spelling instruction. So eighth, ninth, 10th, depended on when they were done with spelling instruction. So they use the same spelling notebook, which was actually very fun to see their little scratches when they were in second grade and then, um, you know, they're writing as they progress through the years. So that was that was fun to look back on too. So one spelling notebook forever. So there you go. That's a very inexpensive tool to use. Um, and like I said, there are 96 pages um, with all of these rules and it goes into more difficult rules. So I'm gonna take you through a couple of pages here right now, just to show you how it's laid out, especially if you uh, desire to make one yourself. 
So uh, in the bottom, there's always a teacher tip. And this particular one at the top, it says short A families, CVC and VC patterns. So consonant, vowel, consonant, and vowel consonant patterns, all short A. And the teacher tip says the CVC pattern means consonant, vowel, consonant. VC means vowel consonant pattern. One syllable words with a single vowel in the middle with a consonant or consonants on both sides of the vowel, usually say the vowel's short sound. So it gives the teacher just a summary of the rule, um, which depending on which spelling program you're using, you probably have that summary in your lesson for that week, but that's just in case you're using it um, in some other way. Some way that we have used it also is to take misspelled words from essays and reports and writing and uh, help the student put those words, I put those words on a sticky note, and then I help the student transfer those to the right spelling notebook page. And so in that case, it's really helpful to have the teacher tip at the bottom to give the rules summary. So you can see ACK, AD, AND, AND, AT, and others. Obviously, there isn't room for every single CVC and VC pattern, um, but the most common ones are there, and they can, and there are lines for them to write their words beneath each column for that classification. Short E, same thing. Short O, the same thing. And then uh, this is page 19. So I've just chosen at random some pages that um, kind of are representative of the program. So this is ACE, SH and WH digraphs. And the, the tip at the bottom talks about um, how it's no longer a blend, but instead it makes a whistling sound and so forth. And their WH and SH words can go here on page 19. And the same as things true, then we're moving over to page 20, which has two more diagraphs. It's actually TH, but it uh, delineates the TH soft sound, the, and the TH hard sound, the. So even if you never purchase the spelling notebook, and this is not just a commercial for the spelling notebook by all means, but um, this table of contents really can be a big help to you um, in your phonics instruction, your reading instruction, your spelling instruction. Uh, at, you know, when you print off your spelling notebook, print, you know, maybe print off a an extra table of contents and put it uh, someplace for you in um, a clear plastic sleeve, uh, just to see the families and the sounds that are put together, like all of the, um, like the different GHs and PHs there, they're together. Uh, because they are all spelled the same or they all make the same sound or whatever. This is just a super um, kind of big picture overview of all um, spelling sounds and uh, reading phonics sounds that they will come across. So then moving past the hard and soft, um, the digraphs, we see the two vowels together that make long A and uh, there are sample words as well. So on this page, we see AI, and then they write laid, AY, they write play, and EA, they write great. Then here, uh, going all the way back to page 52, we have the I before E except after C, unless it says A rule. And there are sample words at the top of each thing. So I really feel like, you know how I feel in writing about samples, about uh, mentor text, about that, uh, passage that they can see or the sample essay, the sample story, the sample research report so that they can model theirs after that. That is in all of my meaningful composition and all of my one month downloadable writing books. And uh, so also with each sound is a sample word. So I, E, and then believe, 
CEI receive EI equals A as in vain and neighbor. And so uh, if you do wanna make your own spelling notebook, you can see these samples for an idea of how to put those in. Um, AY and EY at the end of words when they say A, and A, EY and Y when they say E. And then in the later in the book, this is page 82, but later in the book, and you can see this in the table of contents as well, it has those suffixes, those changes that are made when we add suffixes, those um, uh, multisyllabic words, um, you know, dropping a letter, you know, and adding a suffix and so forth. So this particular page is change Y to I before adding ER and EST. And then it has consonant plus Y when adding ER, busier, consonant plus Y when adding EST, busiest. And this works well in a spelling lesson. It works well in a um, structural analysis lesson. It also works well when you are teaching the comparative and superlative uh, forms of words, um, which actually my kids have next week in uh, my middle school class. So uh, the whole concept of changing the Y to an I and adding the suffix. And then when not to change it is another rule and so forth. Now, before I go any further, I wanna talk a little bit about uh, reading and spelling being the inverse of each other. So when we teach reading, we teach decoding, right? So we are teaching children to decode words. That is how to sound out words. When we teach spelling, we are teaching encoding. That is how to sound out words to write them. So one is reading and one is spelling. One is sounding out sounds that are already there. And the other is figuring out with the encoding, figuring out um, the letters that are needed to make those sounds when you, for example, give a spelling test. And a lot of teachers like to move this process along really, really quickly and really bring spelling and reading together. And I was never one of those because I never like to do too many skills all at the same time when a new skill is being learned. So, you know, a whole, a, the, uh, the concept of writing, you're reading, your phonetic words when you're learning sounds to read in a spelling notebook that I did not do that with all of my kids because I would not have done that with a six-year-old, for example. I would not have had a six-year-old unless it's just, you know, a girl who loved to write, who loved to write her words. It was just a real joy to her. Writing them on the spelling notebook is something that she loved to do as she was learning to read, that type of thing. But generally speaking, um, I like to teach reading until reading fluency is reached. So uh, like in our half day homeschool program for elementary kids, we have first grade through um, fifth grade. I think we have sixth graders in there too. We have, we have junior high, we have um, high school and we have elementary half day where we homeschool people's kids for them. And um, in that, like we are divided into, you know, two groups. We have the first and second graders who are still learning to read and their phonics, their, you know, sounding out, their spelling, so to speak, is all focused on learning the spelling rules. And we use Orton-Gillingham with them uh, to teach them how to read. And we don't have like a lot of spelling tests and a lot of spelling lists and things like that with them. On the other hand, our third, fourth and fifth graders, they have reached reading fluency already, 
which means that they can pick up a Curious George or Amelia Bedelia or something that is not um, phonetically based. It's not vocabulary controlled, meaning it only has certain number of words in it. It's not phonetically controlled, meaning it only has certain sounds in it or certain you know, one syllable words or whatever. They can just pick up anything and read it. Um, uh, granted, you know, Millie Bedelia and Curious George are not high level, but at the same time, they have multisyllabic words in there and they are not, they do not need help um, sounding them out. We are not cueing them. We are not going over rules with them. We're not, you know, they're not learning new reading sounds, new phonemes and, and phonetic components and word families. So with, with those students, you know, they do have spelling tests all the time. They do have spelling lists. And so we've moved out of decoding and into encoding. So, um, and of course we focus a lot in those levels on reading comprehension, right? I mean, that's, that is just a huge part of what we do with our third through fifth graders. And even on into junior high is reading comprehension through literature studies, through reading composition passages and things like that, because reading comprehension is the second most important thing in the world to uh, following decoding. Okay, so the next product I'm gonna talk about is a freebie. So you can get this for free at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash spelling secret, I think. But um, it is there, it's a, it doesn't cost anything. It's just a few pages in length. And it is also available at Language Arts Lady uh, Teachers Pay Teachers Store uh, is also my freebie there. So there are tons of freebies at Language Arts Lady blog. Um, so if you just subscribe, you'll get them all. <laughs> um, and this one is just a um, few pages long and it is nothing but practice uh, techniques for spelling. So the first page that I'm showing says the success spelling secret packet at the top and um, the first couple of pages are just general practices. And then the last one has my success spelling secret sheet, uh, which is kind of my, my jam that I um, adore. So this first one is spelling words practice sheet where you help your students syllabicate. So in this one, it says, follow these tips for extra spelling practice. One, syllabicate the word, spelling words on the numbered lines as shown in the example. Copy each spelling word on a numbered line and then write other words that are spelled the same way. So, um, and then optionally, you can put your words in your spelling notebook as well. So on this one, there are a couple of ways to do it. You can number, the example number one says phi nully and it has it syllabicated phi and then N-A-L and then slash L-Y. And it's a three syllable word and uh, you know, I always say every week when I teach spelling, don't forget, you can't have a syllable without a vowel. You can't have a syllable without a vowel um, with Y being considered a vowel. So and, uh, you can have more than one vowel, but a syllable is only a syllable if it has at least one vowel. So finally, and then they would copy that multi-syllabic word with the syllable slashes uh, three times on the lines. The other option is more similar to the spelling notebook. And that is, for example, write the spelling word ground and then write other words that are spelled just like it. And this, um, you know, seems like a rhyming word exercise, but not really. I mean, yes, they do have to know how to rhyme, but they have to make sure that they are spelled in the same way. 
this is really how spelling um, um, categories or, or spelling um, similarities are brought to the forefront of children's minds, right? Because they see ground. Oh yeah, how about bound? How about found? How about sound? And then they write those on the line. So that is one uh, practice sheet that you can use. Uh, the next two sheets are simply um, grid paper. And the first one is a very small grid sheet. So I uh, recommend that if you have a student who like runs the letters together and doesn't really see um, how the words are, you know, letter by letter, um, that using grid sheets is very helpful. It also helps them, you know, to get an idea of, you know, how long a word is. The small grid is for older students and then there is a um, wider grid page also available um, in this packet for um, younger students. And I usually use the grid paper when a student is, uh, uh, when he has spelling words that he missed. So we, in my uh, character quality language arts, which is my complete language arts, those are the classes that I teach locally in three different locations in the Fort Wayne area. And in that, if they, when they miss words on their spelling test, they get a spelling sticker. And that means that I put it on, put their misspelled words on a spelling sticky, a sticky note and a post-it note. And then they put it beside next week's list and they take those words with them to keep practicing. And this is, some, that's someplace where grid paper really comes in handy because they've already practiced them. They've already done whatever, other, whatever practice tools you might have for your students. And they've already done those. And now, you know, let's get some more serious practice going here for those misspelled words. So grid paper is good for that. Um, for some students, just because of penmanship issues and things, grid paper is good for every spelling word. So um, there are two versions of that. All right, lastly is my 6S spelling secret sheet. And this is my, um, my baby here that I created to help children practice spelling. Again, this is all part of the freebie in the Success Spelling Secret packet. All right, so the Success Spelling Secret Sheet, besides being difficult to say and all beginning with S and being very alliterative, it has six things that a student does with a difficult word. So how I utilize this is that my students get their spelling words, they, we've gone over the rules and so forth, They've copied them already in their Character Quality Language Arts book. Um, they've done some other practices with them, like you know, circle the correct spelling, uh, some little practices that sometimes are very effective for students and sometimes they're not. It depends on the type of learner they are, but those are available for them in their Character Quality Language Arts book. And then they take a pretest a day or two before the test for that week. And any words they miss in their pretest they are to come back into their success spelling secret sheet, which is provided each week in Character Quality Language Arts, this sheet here. And so then they have six things that they are to do with the misspelled word. So the first thing, one, to see, copy the word you need to practice on the first empty line of this column. Two, look at this first word carefully. Three, pay attention to the parts of the words, parts of the word that follow spelling rules you already know. Four, look closely at the shape of the word. Five, see if there are any parts that you can memorize. So they are just really looking at the word. And so 
one of the good things about the success spelling secret sheet is that it is multi um, census. So it's, you know, you're, they're going to use uh, the, the seeing, the saying, the writing, they're going to use the um, uh, multi-sensory approach to practicing spelling. So I really feel good about this overall for any student because I feel like it's going to, it covers the basis, right? It's going to hit no matter where they are, you know, as a learner. Then two, say the word you wrote in column one aloud and try to spell the word aloud without looking. This is the first one was to see, number two is to say. Try to spell the word aloud without looking. If you get stuck, look at the word in the C column, okay? Now, there's also a note that says, if spelling a word aloud confuses you, skip this step, right? Because some students, if they are like very visual, I can remember when I was younger, I couldn't spell words aloud. Like when my kids would ask me, my own personal children would ask me how to spell something. I'd say, give me a piece of paper. And I'd jot it down real quick. I can remember as a young mom doing that. And here I am, you know, 30 years later, and my students ask me how to spell things all the time. And I just go at it. I just tell them how to spell it out of my head, you know, without looking at it. So it just depends on the type of learner. So if they can skip that step, if that's not effective for them. Number three says to separate. So fold the C column over, S-E-E, -E, fold that first column over so that you can't see it or put a sticky note on it and try to picture the word in your mind. Close your eyes to picture the word if needed. And so they are separating themselves from the word. So, so far they have seen, they have said, and they have separated. Number four says to spell, column four. With the word you're practicing still separated from you, write that word on the correlating line in this column, the number four spell column. If you get stuck, try to picture the word once more in your mind and try to write it again. Step five says to spot. Uncover the E column and check your spelling. Uh, they've already written it correctly in the C column, S-E-E -E number one. And now they're going to spot check, okay? So they're going to look over at the one that they wrote in the spell column and check it with the C column to see if it's spelled correctly or not. And then step six is either stop or start again. So if you spell that challenging word correctly, you may stop working on that word and move on to your next challenging word. If you spell that word wrong, you should start the success spelling secret over again for that particular word. So six steps. See, say, separate, spell, spot, and stop or start. This is the Success Spelling Secret Sheet. So I want to thank you so much for joining me for episode number eight, Spelling Practice with two tools for all ages and spelling programs. Again, don't forget to get this week's episode notes at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach or get the entire teacher's notebook up through episode eight with all of the freebies, all of the outlines, all of the handouts that you can use with your students. Here are some free products related to this episode. I don't have a lot of spelling products um, out right now because they're all in within my Character Quality Language Arts program, but there are punctuation puzzles available for free at Language Arts Lady blog, and those have a lot of spelling structural analysis and things like that for you to solve. And especially if you have junior high and up for you to solve with your students. 
hey, digital product, we're, this is going to be here at the Language Arts Lady store and my Teachers Pay Teachers store, the spelling notebook. And there are some print products. Um, the Meaningful Composition books 2-1 through 4-1 do have some spelling, homophone, word analysis lessons in those. Take a look at those freebies. They're two weeks free of each episode. Don't forget to create a class. Contact me to create a class online for your co-op or your family. And uh, we are opening up our private tutoring to hire a teacher. So if you have one subject that you would like taught for you to your homeschooled students, uh, your own personal family, um, we are available to teach online or live. And my husband has a ton of these students where uh, they're homeschooled and they just come to him for algebra one, or they come to him for literature, or they just come to him uh, for um, private SAT prep, or they come to me for just a writing class by themselves. Uh, so this is hire a teacher, check that out. And of course, we still have our private tutoring. Thank you again for joining me. It's been my pleasure to bring to you how I teach episode number eight.